Welcome to the Action Network Podcast, the number one show for the invested sports fan. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner! Four! You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's up, everybody, and welcome once again to the Action Network Podcast, the Golf Edition, presented by BetMGM. As a reminder, all odds courtesy of BetMGM, the official odds provider of the Action Network Podcast. I am Jason Sobel from Golf Bet, alongside, as always, my pal Peter Jennings from Fantasy Labs. And we're going to talk over the next little bit about, of course, this week's Vivint Houston Open, next week's Masters. Oh, can't wait. Of course, we're going to make our ultimate DFS lineup for this week as well, and how much are you hurting from this past weekend? Yeah, it ended up being a good week, but had the potential to be a great week. Uh, yeah. It was pretty heavy. Wyndham Clark uh, had him in cash games in DFS and had a lot of leverage in tournaments on him. And uh, yeah, just a heartbreaker for Wyndham. was really rooting for him. Had some mutual friends. He's really close with Drew Stoltz, the sleaze who mm-hmm. we do the podcast with, and some of our other buddies here in Colorado. So was was pulling for Wyndham financially and emotionally and uh just uh, kind of a, I mean, he played great on Sunday, but the last little stretch there makes bogey, then pars the par five with a bad drive and misses a birdie putt to win it. And then he plays the first playoff hole really well, uh, stuffs a wedge pretty close. And unfortunately, Gay made a putt and he didn't. So uh, that was a heartbreaker, uh, an expensive swing. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed watching the tournament. There's a big weather angle. I generally have more success in kind of the weaker field. So I, I did enjoy last week, but uh, Wyndham Clark was a heartbreaker. Yeah, it could have been really good for me. I was all over Doc Redman once again, as I usually am, and uh, keeps coming close. I played golf before with Brian Gay. I know Brian pretty well. I can tell you that I played with Brian a few years ago right after he had, I believe it was neck surgery. And I am not that long off the tee, and I, I was kind of hanging with Brian. And I'm sitting there going, I, how is he going to compete with these guys out there, you know, in his mid to late 40s? Now 48 turns 49 in uh, in just a month from now. And the fact that there's events like this past one where a guy like Brian Gay, who's just a couple of years away from being Champions Tour eligible, can go out and win that golf tournament. Crazy. And what is this quote afterwards? It's crazy that I won. I'm not even playing well. Something on those. Yeah, games. so he's playing awful. Yeah, just – Shows how uh, random, you know, a golf tournament can be. And kudos to him. And, and we did see a uh, big course fit there. A lot of, like, the short accuracy guys did really well. You know, I saw Russell Knox kind of making a charge. Um, you know, I, I was rooting for the doctor. I was thinking of you every time he uh, did something well. And, you know, obviously he has some power. But for the most part, if you go up and down the leaderboard, uh, a lot of accuracy guys, guys like Luke Donald made the cut. So, yeah, really interesting week. Uh, love those fields from a betting perspective. And yeah, we're getting to some really good stuff. Masters feels like it's going to be here any second. I know we're now what? We're a week and a half away, depending on when people are listening to this. How cool is that? No, it's going to be awesome. And uh, yeah, stoked for this week. We have a lot of really good players in the field, some big contests. And one piece of news, Bryson DeChambeau, sponsored by DraftKings now too, which they have two millionaire makers up already. And obviously our partnership with the PGA Tour, with Action Network, all the partnerships with the the sports operators, it just seems like there's more and more momentum for betting in DFS within the PGA Tour, which I think is a great thing for the game. And yeah, I thought that was pretty big news. Do you have any thoughts there? The fact that, you know, now players are being sponsored by books like DraftKings, uh, it just shows like how far we've progressed in in such little time. And I can't wait to see 
where the industry goes over the next couple of years, because I think the sky is the limit. Hope you're enjoying this great Action Network podcast. I want to make sure you know about the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On has a daily podcast on your favorite team. Welcome to you, Locked On 49ers. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On Lakers podcast. Let's go. Locked On podcasts are hosted by the local experts who know your team better than anyone and give you the inside scoop. So go to your podcast app and search Locked On, your favorite team. Subscribe to your Locked On podcast. This week, we go to Houston. This is going back to Memorial Park Municipal Golf Course, where they have not played a PGA Tour event since 1963. Here's what we do know. 7,432 yards on the card. It's a big ballpark. They've got five par threes and five par fives. If that sounds familiar, that's exactly the way Sherwood Country Club lined up just a couple weeks ago for the Zozo Championship. This one's going to be a little tougher than the average week. Yeah, no course history to go off of. Obviously, we have the specs of the golf course. My instinct, it's going to be bombers. You could look at par three, par five scoring. We have a lot of really good players. And more than anything, I mean, we're right before the Masters. So just getting a sense of uh, who's in form. And I think people want to play well. I mean, I know, you know, you hear Phil talk about how he's preparing for the Masters, hitting certain shots and certain tees. I think a lot of people just want to go in with good form. So of course, we got some some big names in the field as well. Dustin Johnson being a big favorite here. Where are you going at the top of the board? I mean, I think it kind of ends with like maybe Sungjae. Uh, maybe you include Adam Scott, Jason Day, and Sergio. But the one name that kind of stands out in the favorites list is Russell Henley, who's uh, twenty-two to one at MGM. You know, shorter odds than Sungjae, Adam Scott, Jason Day, Sergio Garcia. Uh, where are you looking at the top of the board? Henley was potentially going to be my favorite play this week until I saw the number. He was 90 to one at Shadow Creek. He was 55 to one at Sherwood finished top five at both of those. So I understand why that number has plummeted for this one, but boy, is that a low number on Russell Henley this week? And, you know, as much as I like him, I would, I would suggest him for OAD pools. I would suggest him for DFS lineups. uh, If you want to play some top fives, top tens, but I just, as an outright play, boy, you are not getting a discount on Russell Henley this week, but yes, I really do like him, Peter. Sungjae Im, that's sort of right at the top of my list this week. I like Sungjae. And I'll throw Tony Finau out there from the top tier. I, uh, I still think he's got a very high ceiling. I still think that that Finau is going to win some very big events in the very near future. But it's tough to debate his floor. On any given week, he should be able to go out there and at least post some good numbers, at least finish. You know, I, I would be very surprised to see him outside the top 20 or 25 this week. So I think he's got a high floor, potentially high ceiling. So I, I like Finau a lot this week as well. What about you? Anybody at the top, Dustin Brooks, anybody like that jump out to you? Fading Brooks still, although I was encouraged by his commentary. And if he shows me something that he's the guy that I want, like I'm most interested to see how he plays. Cause if he plays well, I will be interested in him in the masters, just given, you know, obviously the form's been bad, but just the way he talked about how his knee was feeling better the way he was kind of clearing, he was hitting some bombs at Shadow Creek. And it sounds weird to say, but I was really trying to pay attention to his like gait and how he was walking. He looked healthier than he has in the past. Um, and I'm not sure um, how predictive that will end up being, but I definitely want to see how he looks and kind of his stats this week. Tom Doak restored Memorial Park just a, a couple of years ago, and he consulted with Brooks Kepka at the time. And so I, this isn't one of those deals where, you know, Brooks's guy's name on it or anything like that. I didn't design the place. The place has been around for uh, over 100 years. But um, Brooks was involved in the process just a little bit. And 
knowing Brooks, knowing that he's got his name at least attached to it a little bit, maybe that kind of fires him up. Maybe that motivates him just a little bit to go out there and, and show everybody, hey, you know, I was right about how we redid this golf course and um, and I'm showing it by, you know, the way I'm playing this week. So just maybe. I, I'm not saying I'm all in on Brooks by any means, but I, I like him a little bit more just because of that. Well, and I think he wants to play well just to get some confidence before the Masters. I mean, he he is yeah. trying to find that form, trying to reestablish himself as one of the best or best players in the world. I mean, Dustin is a huge favorite. I think that's self-explanatory. Terrell Hatton is probably the hottest golfer in the world right now. Uh, just recent form. One in Europe, contended at Shadow Creek. Coming in, the books are giving him respect. BetMGM has him at 12 to 1, which is a really short number. Hideki Matsuyama, his ball striking is trending. Um, you can make arguments for all these guys. Scotty Scheffler, I really like. Victor Hovland, maybe be going overlooked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on Sungjae, so I'm, I don't have conviction on that tier, but I'll, I'll transition into the mid-tier where Lanto Griffin as someone at the very top of this tier that I have a ton of respect for. He's playing some amazing golf. Uh, a long shot that people are talking about for the Masters. I'm really interested in him. Corey Connors, Brian Harmon, your guy, the doctor. Denny McCarthy's putting lights out just had an awesome Sunday round. I mean, he really went low on Sunday for the Bermuda. We talk about that as potentially a signal. Recent form matters a lot. How much you wait recent form is up for debate. How much do you wait the last round? Uh, because he was on mm-hmm. fire uh, on yeah. the last round. So, yeah, those guys. And then one of the guys I always like, Harold Varner, kind of in that same range. And the opposite of Harold Varner is Aaron Wise. So I'm really interested in this mid-tier. Who are you liking in the mid-tier? Uh, I'm with you on Lonto Griffin. He's a defending champion. He'll have a few more things to deal with this week. And because it's a different course than it was last year, uh, maybe just kind of downgrade him a little bit, but coming off uh, finishes of seventh and 11th in his last two starts in some really good fields. Um, We're going to get to this in a minute, but he's one of the guys that I want to show me something this week. And if he does, he's going to be a little dark horse pick for me um, for the masters, not to win, but just, you know, a guy that's going to be a, sort of lower cost DFS play, maybe a top 10 play for the Masters. If we see something from him this week, we'll get into that in a minute. But other guys from this mid-tier, uh, Cameron Davis has played really well lately. Uh, I like him. Eric Van Royen is a guy that's sort of been sneaky, just good, but nothing too special. And I think he can have a, a nice week. Uh, JT Poston is another guy I like Poston a lot. Maybe throwing a Keegan Bradley there. This could be a good Keegan course, just being a big ballpark where uh, they're playing on Bermuda grass this week, and that might be um, a good little fit for him. Anything lower than that? Anything going towards the uh, the bottom tier? Uh, you know, I I can throw a few names out there. Uh, a couple of guys that played really well last year, and I, I get it again, different golf course, but Sepp Straka was top five last year. Scott Harrington, who's missed three straight cuts, but he was a co-runner up last year. Like those guys, I'll throw Harry Higgs on that list. I think we'd all like to see Harry Higgs in the mix again. And one guy that you called, you were very sharp on Bo Hostler last week, and uh, this could be another good Bo Hostler week this week. Stole, stole a name for me. I have a bunch of guys. I, I You know, I think the top of the board is – Price pretty fairly, and you know, it just depends on the kind of format that you're betting or playing DFS on. The long shots, I'll start with Luke List. Yeah, there's another one. I mean, yep, five par five, sign me up. Uh, I love Bo Hostler at 125 to one. Luke List is 100 to one on Bet MGM. Definitely shot for price if you're looking at these guys. There's a variety of prices there. Uh, Carlos Ortiz, you've talked about, Mm -hmm. CSU Ram, Martin Laird, won very recently. I think he's an intriguing play. I uh, hope he can play well at the Masters, too. That would be awesome. And then 
you know, they're shorter, long shots, but, you know, Wyndham Clark showed me a lot last week. Uh, we'll see if he can bounce back. You know, it's tough coming off a big finish like that. There's sometimes some letdowns, but encouraged by his form. So that's kind of the gist of where I'm looking. Uh, the longest shot that I, I've at least considered betting so far uh, is Johnny Vegas, who started off well and then, you know, did not play well. But he's got some upside that we always talk about. And then there's five par fives. He's certainly got the firepower uh, to play well at this course. I will throw two more names at you. Uh, sort of the forgotten man in that playoff uh, at TBC Summerlin about a month ago um, because we had Martin Laird win and Matthew Wolf was sort of everyone's favorite going into that playoff. And then Austin Cook, who has not played since that tourney, he is uh, he's at 6,900 on DraftKings this week. He's a, a fairly good long shot. He's made the cut in seven of his last eight starts. So, uh, could be a nice play on Austin Cook. Never really know how he's going to come back after not playing for a month, but I like that. And then uh, super big long shot here, but a guy who you talk about having some upside, Keith Mitchell, way down at the bottom of that list, and maybe Keith Mitchell can do something this week. So long course. Exactly. There you go. I mean, why not take a shot on him? He hasn't finished in the top 40, and it's been a while now. It's been since the Memorial Tournament back in July, but still kind of like Keith Mitchell just a little bit. So – um, those are some names we like this week. We're going to get to our five questions. I've got five questions for you, Peter, all about the Masters. They're all Masters related. They're not too serious. So we'll get to them in just a minute. But I wanted to get to one thing before we do, because I wrote an article about this. There are 37 players teeing up this week in Houston who will also tee it up at the Masters next week. And so when you look at those 37, I have identified, I mean, there's probably more than five, but I identified sort of the top five who need to show us something this week on varying levels and guys that I want to see something from to get some momentum this week. And I'll give you the list. I've got Dustin Johnson on there. Uh, look, his last five starts have all been, he's got two first, two seconds and a six. He's been fantastic, but he hasn't played in seven weeks. He tested positive for COVID, uh, missed shadow. He missed the, the Zozo at Sherwood. And so, I'd like to see a little something from Dustin. I just want to see him playing some golf. Brooks Kepka, we talked about already. Just want to see how he's feeling right now. Adam Scott has played, you know, less golf than anyone named Francesco Molinari. He is uh, another guy that tested positive. And so he's probably not where he needs to be with his preparation right now going into the Masters. Jordan Spieth, I could basically put on this list any given week. I just want to see something from him somewhere, anywhere, anytime. And then the last name on there, we talked about Lonto Griffin. If Lonto has a nice week this week, he's going to be a very popular play of mine next week at the Masters. Anybody else on that list that you're looking at that you might say, you know, I, I need them to show me something this week so that I can play them next week? Well, Spieth is the most interesting one. You know how embarrassed <laughs> I've been on Spieth. Hasn't been able to find it off the tee. I just, I really, I, I always like Spieth, but uh, just after watching some more interviews, I just, I'm really rooting for him. Um I think there's so many compelling golfers. And I think if he's in the mix, I think that makes the PGA tour so much better. And I know he can't find his game totally, but at least if he goes in with like some semblance of like not feeling totally lost, the masters just sets up so good for him. He can hit the ball all over the place off the tee and his short game. And, you know, if anyone's going to get like lightning hot with a putter, I mean, the best guy to bet on is speed. So he's the most interesting to me. If he can make the cut, and show me decent stats. The thing I'll be watching the most is how he drives the ball this week. I am using that as our segue to this week's five questions. Last week, you asked me five. This week, I'll ask you five. Uh, the first one, there are 96 players in next week's Masters field, Peter. 
within five places, where will Jordan Spieth finish? Wow, that is a great segue. I'll say 10th. Wow. I wanted to yeah. say this cut or 10th. I hope he can find his driver. I mean, if he can if he can be average off the tee, he can compete. So many players are part of the so-called Sea Island Mafia with the RSM Classic one week after the Masters. Think they're going to look ahead to the RSM and take the Masters too lightly. I don't even know how to respond to that. How can you <laughs> Imagine getting to play the Masters and the fun. I just had a, a buddy of mine just got to go down and play Augusta for the first time. If you're on property, yeah, everyone knows you're focused. Okay. Brian Gay won the Bermuda Championship, as we all know, this past weekend, which means he's not in next week's Masters, but he is in next year's Masters. So that means he can start practicing on the golf course. And I don't know exactly what the procedures and protocols are. Usually once you're in the field, well, as long as a member will take you out, I mean, you can pretty much start practicing as soon as you have that invitation. If you were Brian Gay, would you start playing your practice round on Sunday afternoon next week, right after the final group tees off? Or would you have the courtesy to wait until Monday morning? I don't think you're going to get out Sunday, but how cool would that be? Just be like, oh, yeah, just uh, going out here and just get some rounds in, just get some reps, you know? It's never going to happen for uh, obviously us, but maybe one of our friends one day, Jason. Maybe. We hope so. Who will be the next player to win the career Grand Slam? I mean, Rory's one away. Uh, Rory's one away. Phil's one away. Jordan's one away. Or it could be somebody I else. I mean, you go uh, Brooks is two away. I mean, I think the I think if you had to price it, Rory is like such a gargantuan favorite because he can literally do it in a week and a half. And yeah, you know, he's eight percent or something like. That. He's lower than that based on the odds. But he's if you take out the big, you know, he's six percent or something like that. So it's definitely Rory. Uh, if I had to take someone who doesn't have a bunch of majors, Rom or JT. For $150, would-be patrons, people who would have had badges, can purchase the Taste of the Masters next week. It includes a pound of pimento cheese, a pound of egg salad, a pound and a half of pork barbecue. You don't get the bread, you have to provide your own bread. Eight bags of potato chips, six chocolate chip cookies, six bags of pecan, caramel popcorn, 25 Masters cups, beer not included, and a logo checkerboard serving paper, which might be very underrated in there. Imagine having that as your tablecloth on your kitchen table. So my question to you, Peter, is do you just buy one for each round or do you splurge and buy $150 Taste of the Masters for every practice round as well? You buy, I mean, you buy as many as you can buy because that I think you're going to get value. I mean, the food is whatever, but there's some interesting stuff in there. Collectibles, everything's going way up. I would be, I'd be keen on collecting anything Masters oriented. Long-term collectibles are a good thing to have. NFL season is upon us, and our friends at BetMGM Sports are offering Action Network podcast listeners a great sign-up offer. Just make your first deposit using the bonus code ACTIONPOD and receive a 100% deposit match up to $500. They've got parlay bonus payouts, live betting markets, daily odds boosts, all sorts of great stuff. So download the BetMGM app today or visit BetMGM.com to sign up and use the code ACTIONPOD to double your bankroll with a 100% deposit match up to $500. As a reminder, you must be 21 or older and physically located in the great states of Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Nevada, or West Virginia. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and Nevada, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey and West Virginia, or 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promo offer not available in Nevada. And now, back to the show. So let us get to our ultimate DFS lineup, which we do every week here on the pod. 
want to be a DFS millionaire? You're just one lineup away. We're going to go nose to nose with him. And you're going to play better than you ever dreamed of. Because, God damn it, that's what I demand of you. So let's get drafting. So I think this week is going to be really tough. But I also think that this is going to be a week where there's no one that's like very highly owned. I'm going to start with the guy that I have picked to win. I'm on the record. I put him in my column. So I guess I'm going with it. Sanjay M. Love that price. All right. I'll spend some money and we'll, we'll start going down. Terrell Haddon has moved heavily in the markets. He is a clear number two favorite. He's the fourth most expensive on DraftKings. I've not been as heavy Terrell Haddon, but you cannot ignore the short-term form. And I'm definitely going to take the savings that you're getting relative to the betting markets at 10-3 on Terrell Haddon. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy who played really well last week on a course that I didn't really think suited him that well at, at Bermuda, but a 21st place finish for Sepp Straka. I've been waiting for this guy to pop. You go back to a place, maybe you have some good vibes. So I'm going with Straka at 7,000. By the way, he was heavy chalk in high stakes. I had him in cash uh, as really? well. So Straka, a guy I think makes a lot of sense. I'll go with one of my standard picks, and I think he might be coming around. The stats have always kind of said that he should be coming around. <laughs> Made a cut last week. I think the birdie making's there, par five's there. Aaron Wise, 7,400. Oh, I know it's kind of a broken record. But the stats are starting to, they're really starting to look a lot better. So I'm going to bank on Aaron Wise. If he gets a hot putter, watch out. Doc Redman. I've got a little Doc infatuation right now. The guy just, I love his swing. I cannot watch him putt. Doc Redman's a pretty good putter who just doesn't make any putts. Uh, I mean, his ball hangs on more edges than anybody else on the PGA Tour right now. So at at some point, those are going to start falling. He's had a couple just brutal ones where it looks like for sure it's going in. And then it's weird sometimes on the PGA Tour, some of their rules look like they have a lot of momentum and stop very quickly. Yeah. Redmond has had a couple of those, a couple in particular. I remember one where it was just like dead in the jaws at a critical point in time. It was a yeah. even see what was doing well, and it just stopped, right? Like dead in the center, almost looked like it went backwards. So love that call. Uh, I will take Luke List, but I, I was encouraged by what I saw from Schneider Jans and uh, Higgs is a guy that I'm always, I'm rooting for Higgs. This one could be a good one for him. I, I can't wait for this week because the, the degree of difficulty this week, I think, is much higher than most other weeks. Would you agree with that, Pete? For sure. I mean, there's so much uncertainty and just, you know, there's a lot of names. Like, we went through the names this week. I'm intrigued by a lot of them. Whoever's at the top of the leaderboard, there's going to be recency bias, but it's also very predictive. So it's it's kind of a weird thing. And going into it, yeah, not having the course history certainly uh, adds another wrinkle. Yeah, next week. Little tournament called the Masters. Can't wait to get to that. We are going to talk all about it next week on this podcast, on our show, The Gimme. Catch us every Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on check your local social channels to find out where we are. For Peter Jennings, I'm Jason Sobel. Good luck with all of your bets for this week's Vivint Houston Open. Here's hoping you hit the green, and we'll talk to you next week for the Masters, the first one in 18 months. Can't wait for it. We're finished talking.